Oh man, we're back with Thrown In, and yes, this episode, yes, exactly what I needed it to be. I'm so excited. I have one of my longtime baseball friends, uh, who's a geek at heart, Mark Sligman, to join me today. I'm seriously, I'm beyond excited because this episode. Well, I've been calling for it for the last couple episodes. Spoiler alert, the big dumb dipshit Viserius gets dunked on at the end and dies. Yes, but we'll, we'll get to that. We're, there's so much to talk about. Super excited. Just yes. So good. So, uh, real quick, the plot. Uh, at Winterfell, Bran awakens from a recurring dream of the Three-Eyed Raven, and they go on a horseback riding, and Rob and Theon, uh, they get attacked, and Rob and Theon save him. In the Eyrie, Tyrion convinces Lysa Aaron to convene a court where he mockingly confesses to various misdeeds but not the attempt of Bran's life or John Aaron's murder. Tyrion demands a trial by combat and the Selsword Bronn volunteers to fight for him. Bronn, dishonorably, which I'm excited to talk about, defeats Lysa's champion. And Tyrion goes free with Bronn as his escort to Lysa and Caitlyn's or Cat. Everyone's saying Catelyn, but it sure looks like Caitlyn. I don't know. Dumb, another dumb name. In King's Landing, Cersei accuses Ned of kidnapping Tyrion, and Robert tells Ned he cannot rule with the Lannisters and starts her at war, appointing Ned uh, regent while Robert leaves on a hunting trip. Arya continues swords lessons with Cereal Pharrell, uh, while her sister Sansa accepts an apology and a necklace from Prince Joffrey, unaware he has been forced by his mother. In Robert's absence, Ned learns that Sir Gregor the Mountain was seen attacking villages in Riverlands, realizing this is revenge for Tyrion's arrest. Eddard, or I mean Ned, orders Lord Beric to arrest Gregor and summons his overlord Tywin Lannister to answer for Gregor's actions. And I'm like, another Lannister, just as I said a couple days ago. How many more of these Lannisters am I going to see? Fearing war with the Lannisters, Ned orders Arya and Sansa to return to Winterfell for their safety. Sansa declares her desire to have golden-haired babies with Joffrey. Which leads Ned to revisit Aaron's research. Joffrey does not share the dark hair of Robert and his ancestors uh, and bastards. Ned realizes that Joffrey is not truly Robert's son, which I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then in Dothrak, oh my gosh, it gets real. Daenerys is left unscathed for taking one of her dragon eggs from the fire. She undergoes a ritual with Dosh Talim eating a stallion's raw heart while proclaiming her unborn son will be the cow to reunite the entire world as one Kalisar and names him Rago, or Drago, and her brother Rhaegar, killed by Robert Baratheon. Viserys, angry at his sister, growing popularity among Dothraki, tries to steal Daenerys' dragon eggs to fund a new army, but is confronted by, or confronted by Jorah. The drunken Viserys threatens his sister at sword point, and Drago agrees to give him the golden crown he desires. Yes! At first I thought maybe he was just going to take a pee on him, but it was so much better, as his Bloodriders restrain Viserys. Drago pours molten gold on his head, watching her brother burn to death while he begs for him not to let them kill him. Daenerys coldly remarks, he is no dragon. Fire cannot kill a dragon. Yes! So sweet. So, bringing back in here my Mark Seligman. And Mark, uh, are you with me here? Hi, Spit. How you doing? Good. Uh, do you want to explain to the crowd why you just called me Ice Pick? Because this is Bakker thrown in. It's not Ice Pick thrown in. So, Mark, tell me about how I got the name Ice Pick. So, it was my uh, senior year in high school. 
Nick had just started to kind of make a name for himself on the baseball team, getting a starting position. And um, he decided instead of coming to a practice, I believe, he was going to go to a uh, playoff basketball game for Golden High School. That is correct. The uh, coach did not appreciate that. Nick had a group called, yeah, what was your guys' name? The Rowdies. The Rowdies, which were the most obnoxious fans you could ever imagine. And he decided to go to the playoff game and cheer in the school, which is great, but he missed a practice. And his punishment was to get all of the ice out of the dugout at the high school during the next practice. So he spent about, geez, two or three hours in the dugout with an ice pick, chiseling out ice. It was very, very awesome punishment. <laughs> Sucked. <laughs> I'm lucky I wasn't kicked off the damn team. <laughs> I remember you, uh, you had a long, it was still obviously cold because there was ice in the dugout, but you had this long sleeve shirt that was just like drenched in sweat oh, and, and freezing cold, and you were just hacking away for the entire practice. Yeah. Dubbed ice pick after that. Yes, I, for sense. Yeah, yeah, I was dubbed ice pick from the older, the seniors of the group. <laughs> So there's like three or four people out there that know me as Ice Pick. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd say it's a pretty good nickname. Oh, it's fantastic. It was super funny. I remember uh, being terrified walking up to that practice, not knowing what coach was going to do. He goes, outfielders, you're here. Infielders, you're here. Pitchers over here. Demolin, you're with me. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and the way our dugout was set up, it was set up like next to a mountain. And so when the sun would go down, our dugout never got any sun from the winter, which is why it was so iced over. And, yeah, it took me two hours uh, to just hack away at this ice. It was not fun. But I got, luckily enough, I worked my way still back into the starting position, and we uh, we made ourselves a nice little run that year. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, if our best player didn't decide to try to dunk a basketball and jack up his arm, we might have gone farther. Who knows? Yeah, I mean... Sometimes you want to prove yourself in different ways, like jumping off the trampoline and dunking a ball and going a little too hard and breaking your collarbone. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> Not my best moment. No. If, if you played in that... Sorry to everyone to go down this memory road real quick and to air our dirty laundry. This is a theme. It looks like just dirty laundry gets aired on this podcast as well. But we we were a, a low seed going into and we were playing a very good Thomas Jefferson team and we were beating them 9-8 to eight going into the last... The last inning, and they came back and beat us ten to nine. But I firmly believe if Mark was playing, we scored nine runs without Mark. Mark was good for three to four hits a game, probably a home run. We would have won that game. I mean, I can't argue with any of those points you just made. Exactly. So, should we get thrown in? Let's get thrown in. Yeah, you got lucky getting this episode, dude. This episode is rad. I know, man. When when you asked for told me episode six, I googled what. What it, what it was, and I saw Golden Crown, and I got pumped. It's a good one. It's a good dude. I have recorded my episode with, uh, my fifth episode with um, my brother-in-law, so you haven't got a chance to hear his analysis yet because it hasn't been posted yet. Oh, some things that we talked about a lot is that a lot of chess pieces were moving in like episodes three and four, and then episode five you had a couple of key moments, you know, when the head gets cut off from that horse, uh, you know, just some other things. Where it's just like, whoa. But then this episode, just like the whole thing just shreds. 
I'm surprised you kept watching after Albert's head got chopped off. That seems like you're too squeamish for that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm surprised too because it was. I was like, uh, it was not okay. That that horse is. That was so brutal. That was not okay. The mountain. The mountain, right? That's the guy's yeah. name. Uh, some of the points I wrote down. I really liked it in the beginning when they're arguing and uh, Cersei says, I should wear the armor and you the gown. And then she gets slapped. But it's like, yeah, I love that's she is not afraid of anything. And she was, I'll wear it like a badge of honor. Like uh, she's I was, in, I was saying in episode five, I was telling uh, Zan how much how hot I think she is and how I'm just kind of taken aback. But now she's like, <laughs> but she does some really like badass things, too. Where I'm like, oh, my goodness. I didn't like you, and now maybe I'm liking you a little bit. That was uh, that was one of the quotes that I wrote down as well. Was that? But I liked the king's response: "Wear it in silence, or I'll honor you again." That's oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to start practicing that in my own life. Oh, careful like, there! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so something. Well, I, also, see, some, I don't think she's. I always go back and forth on her and her looks and. Kind of the bitchiness of her makes her sexy, I guess. Sure. Which I think that might be what's drawing you in. Yeah, a little bit. I will say, though, um, I see uh, Carla a little bit. Uh, she's She would say something like that to you, of like that she would wear the armor and you the gown. Like, oh, and then she slapped me, and I would be scared. Exactly. <laughs> I could see that going down that way. We know how that would go. Yeah, we know how that would go for sure. Speaking of that, uh, last night I was re-watching it, and Carla had a a couple of cocktails and watch with me, so I've got some Carla drafts as well. Oh. Carla drinking is just some of the best drinking there is. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. She's finally starting to get back into it after this baby. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, women, and I feel bad for women. They just, they work, <laughs> so they got the short end. They work so hard for babies and us dumb animal men just kind of like, yeah, we're around. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a man's world in all senses, for sure. Yeah, but women, but, and Cersei is a good, she sets it up to, like, I think she understands, I mean, we can, you know, transition that into this show that, like, it's definitely a man's world there, but Cersei's pulling a lot of strings. Like, she's got, she knows what she needs to do. Like, that's the thing. Women are so much smarter than men, is the thing. Yeah, for sure, and that's something, you know, you learn more and more that she learned growing up rich and being a woman, that she had realized the only way that she could have the power and do what she wanted was that she had to pull the strings in the background and be smarter than everybody. Yeah. She does a pretty good job at I'm pretty excited to see more of the backstory of something. Like, I know Jamie has probably got a pretty interesting backstory. You know, the Lannisters, there's so many of them. Uh, I've been talking about how I really like Tyrion. The more backstory we get on them, I'm gonna, I'm kind of looking forward to that. But so then the king has uh, sympathy for Ned uh, and makes him a right-hand man again. I'm like, all oh, right. And then, I like he said, you know, like, if you ever take that off again, I'll pin, I'll pin it to Jamie Lannister, which was, like, the ultimate. He knows what's going on. He knows that the Lannisters suck, but he's, like he says, he's in debt half the kingdom to him or something like that. He's stuck with him. He can't he, do anything about it, so he just has to figure out how to make his best friend in the Starks and the Lannisters get along enough so they don't kill each other. Yep. It cut away, and I said, what's Daenerys messing around with these hot eggs for? Yeah, dude, what do you think about that? Well, I don't know what to think. I mean, I've said, you know, in the past episodes that I don't think these are, or they're made off to be, like, not real dragon eggs. But the way they keep coming up, like, 
they're, they're, I'm going to guess that they are real dragon eggs because uh, why keep showing them? Why keep showing their importance? Uh, what's going but on? When she got them as a gift, the guy said they were fossilized dragon eggs, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. But I think, I don't know. She keeps messing around with these bad boys, and they keep well because they come up later when uh, when the Sirius tries to steal them. Mm-hmm. And so, so well, I, I think he was, he was thinking they're they're worth money. I don't think that he thinks they're real. I think he just thinks that like maybe they are real, maybe they're not. But he can get his army that he needs to cross the sea on his own. Got it. So he yeah, that's that's what I think. Okay, that's probably a good a good reading on that. Too stupid and he is to a... actually think through what those could actually be. Yeah, just like immediate. What's what's the immediate outcome for those things? Which is get somebody buy some mercenaries and cross the narrow sea, which is a lot smaller than the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> Donald, <laughs> that's what I think. Going back to high school, I mean, I think that shows how Alameda's geography uh, classes are. Like how Uh-oh. good those learn. All your good buddies from Pirateville. From Pirateville, yeah, they're listening too. Yeah, good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's a three or four day journey across that. Look it up. It does not take three or four days to cross a uh, cross the Atlantic, Donald. Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. Anyways, anyways, back let's go back um, to let's go ba- let's get back to the thrones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's really looking at him, and then the main main thing you gotta look at there is when she picks it up. Right. It's not burning her hands. It didn't burn her hands, right. It burned now I, I noticed that um, especially the second time when I rewatched it taking notes was mm-hmm. yeah, she picked them up and you don't think, well whatever, but then when the other girl comes in and burns her hands on them and she's not burned, I'm like, okay something is going on here with Daenerys. Uh so I'm I'm interested in that. And then yep. so then uh Bran gets accosted uh, and brother saves him, but the other dude, uh, who I learned more about from Xan, uh, Theon, who, mm-hmm. he saves them. It's so funny how these guys are brothers, but they're not afraid, but Rob isn't afraid to, um, you know, let him know that he's not a really, not really a Stark. Oh, no, that's what I was going to say. That's my first Carla drop, is when they were talking, Carla said, God, Rob's a douche. That was the first name that dropped. In yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, and then when they can't find Bran, and he's like, "Well, he's not my brother, right?" Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't say one thing and do the other thing. But then it's so still. What do you think about in general, you like him? I don't know much about. I don't know enough about who Rob or, or Theon. Yeah, Theon. Do I like Theon? I don't know any. Yeah. Re- I don't know anything really about him. He, I think it's cool that he showed up and and saved the day at the end. That was cool, even though. He, they had that altercation. He had, you know, he's obviously really jealous of of Tyrion for Tyrion's relationship with that prostitute that he likes so much. <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes scene that I wrote down when she was leaving on the turnip cart. Right. Answer the coin to see it one more time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I don't really have a. I, I'm not. I don't dislike him, but I'd, I'm not rooting for him. He, I'm sure he'll play more of a role. So I. I I hate to be boring here. I don't have much to say on Theon. No, that's fine. I mean, it's a tough situation for him, right? I don't know. Terrible. I, I, his situation with, you know, how he ended up with the Starks. Yeah, uh, Zan, Zan uh, filled me in a little bit about how he's, how he was a ward. Yeah. Uh, because his, 
Well, the hard thing is like Zan filled me in, but so much of it goes over my head. He, you know, a couple of location drops and some names I haven't heard. And what I've took yeah. away from it is that his parents were killed and then he came on as a ward with the Starks and got brought up. And because Ned is so kind, brought him mm-hmm. up, you know, brought him up like a son, even though he's not, he's pretty much a servant. Yeah. Well, his, uh, his dad's still alive. Oh. Yeah. His dad's still alive. It was, I think it was his brothers that got killed and then he took him as a ward. Got it. That kind of shows how honorable Ned is, how well he treated him, and kind of brought him up as a son and treated him right. It's funny, the different guests I have on here, like, one theme is that the word that keeps coming up with with um, Ned is honor. Too honorable. And that's the other thing, It's he's too honorable. Sorry, going, going back to the first scene, Cersei making it up that he was coming home drunk from a brothel. Did you notice that in the opening scene when they're when Ned wakes up and uh, the king and queen are there, and she made up the lie that Ned was coming drunk from a brothel home, and that's when he got in a fight with Jamie. Oh, I didn't even. You know, I've seen this twice. I, I missed that part. Yeah, yeah, total BS. So again, she's pulling the strings, right. making stuff, doing whatever she has to. She totally is, and and yeah, the too much honor thing. I the the more episodes that I watch, the more I'm in fear for Ned's life. Uh, he is, he's playing a game the polite way when everyone else is not. And that does not, that's not going to work. Maybe not. Maybe he'll be okay. We'll see. But maybe, maybe. <laughs> we'll go back to this. Um, I wrote down Katniss, but I, then I put in parentheses, okay, Arya, like she's, she's cool enough. There's a character that I really like. I'm going to, all right, I'm going to get her name right. Mm-hmm. And I love the swords lesson. I just like this guy, the way he teaches her swordsmanship, because it's such a, a way to look at life in general. It's like, you know, if you're, when you're doing a task, you can't be focused on what's bothering you. You got to be focused on the task that's at hand. Otherwise, it's going to be, it's not going to go well. And I, yeah. I, I really like that guy. I feel like he's talking to the audience when he's talking to Arya. Yeah, for sure. And then I, I like when he says, the only thing we say to death is not today. He's getting some good quotes. Yeah, he's uh, sweet. Was was him cereal, like C E R E A L, like the cereal you eat? That that's not how it's spelled, but that's how yeah, that's what Davis said. It's Pharrell. It's cereal Pharrell. I think it's cereal, like S Y R I O. Oh yeah, I think yeah, cereal. Cereal. I like. I, I mean, cereal is kind of fun. <laughs> well, I was just like cereal, it's like honeycomb. <laughs> yeah. No, he's really good, and um, Arya's really great character another something she's not supposed to be taking sword lessons but Ned's letting her do it is really awesome I love it question for you though just real quick while we're talking about or at least a little bit about cereal what cereal did you eat as a kid can you believe what we got away with as kids eating cereal I know it's really tough uh looking at what I ate and deciding that it's not a good thing for my children to have right Rook doesn't eat any of the cereal that I ate I was a Fruity Pebbles, Lucky Charms, those were probably the fallbacks there. He did start eating Kicks, which I always loved. Those are actually kind of healthy, and they're gluten-free, I think. Kicks so are? Oh, yeah, I liked Kicks. But yeah, I loved yeah. honey. I loved Honeycomb. Think about Corn Pops. The sugar on Corn Pops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. Well, like, what about, this? wasn't there a cereal that had, like, uh, like cookies? It was basically just small cookies in milk. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I'm I can't remember 
sure what it was called. I know what you're talking about. I had a nice mix, though. I I uh I ate grape nuts too. Oh yeah. Okay. I would eat. A, I would get the paper and I'd uh, get out the sports section and I would get my bowl of grape nuts and I'd read how the Rockies scored the day before. Well, I <laughs> my little old man routine when I was in second and third and fourth grade. Anyway. That's, that's amazing. Seal's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. He's really good, and I think it's good that she's learning how to defend herself. Cause you know, back to actually, we were talking about uh, Theon and when Bran and those guys got attacked. Mm-hmm. You know who was the wildling girl, right? I you know who that is that Tonks. Tonks. Yes, I thought I didn't the first time, and then when I rewatched it, I'm like, ah, is that Tonks? Ooh, man, it's Tonks. I thought you, I thought for sure you would have brought that out. I and I thought and I just didn't write it down. I just remember thinking mental. Oh, I gotta. Ask, Mark will know. I thought to, I gotta ask Mark. He'll know. She's she's good. She co- she sticks around, huh? She sticks around a little bit. Okay. All right, Tonks. I'm here yeah, for it. The uh, three-eyed Raven that Bran keeps following in dreams. Well, I know that Ravens. Um, I mean, Ravens uh, deliver messages, and they're you know the the actual Ravens are. So I'm guessing. Maybe I could do a little research. That Raven is is known for like wisdom. He's like a smart bird. Like I think I think I read somewhere or heard somewhere that like ravens can like hold grudges against other ravens and humans. What? Yeah, yeah. And so I think there's something. And so a three eyed raven. I mean, would you I assume that the third eye has some sort of superpower, some sort of idea that 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 the other two eyes can't do or something like that? Some. So, I don't know why Bran keeps doing it. Bran's about the most boring character. I can't believe he's the winner in this whole thing. But he's just like, you know, he's just this whiny baby. I mean, I get why he's, you know, if if I was that age and became crippled and then my mom left, you know, to go hunt down things. Even though, as an adult, I can see why Caitlin left. Because, but as a a 10-year-old, or however old he is, I'd be, I'd probably be a whiny little bitch too. But, so I don't really know what to make of his uh, three-eyed raven dreamed, other than the fact that because it keeps coming up, obviously there's something there that I'll that that will present itself in the future. Yeah. Then the scene that again almost had me turn it off is Daenerys or Daenerys eating a dragon heart, <laughs> dude. And she. Yeah, you think we pull that off? You think I could pull it off? Did you eat that heart? No, not a single bite. Not one. <laughs> and it's, pretty, it's it's huge. I don't I don't know if like, I don't think your body can do that. It's no. Just a raw horse heart. Right? And let, let's put aside the fact that it's raw. Let's put aside <laughs> the fact that it's that it's a heart. If it was that thing is massive. Just eating um, that amount of like meat. Period. If that was a finely cooked steak, seasoned well, I don't think I could eat that huge thing. <laughs> I think that's fair. I you like, you, you like Danny? Yeah. Uh. What? Well, um. She. I mean, she definitely took some cool turns here. You know, at the end when she says that he's no dragon, mm-hmm. but fire couldn't kill him, which again goes back to to her um being able to touch the eggs without it burning her. So like, so I what I don't understand is when she says he's no dragon. Like, is she talking like a metaphor or literal? Because a fire doesn't affect her, but she's clearly not a dragon either. Like, she's she's a human. So I don't know what that is all about. I think it's, like, they call themselves dragons, but, I mean, they're not dragons. I don't know if they right. 
honestly, I'm not sure if, like, ancestrally they think they're related to dragons somehow or have dragon blood, but I think it's more just, like, their ancestors that did ride the dragons um, couldn't be burned. So they know that if you can't be burned, then you are a dragon and that you would be able to ride them, I think. Right. Right? I get well, I don't know. What are you asking me for, for clarification? You're the expert guest. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, it's really hard not to uh, say things sure. that, I, that I shouldn't say. I think that's probably a reoccurring theme for for your guests. It's really tough. Yes, I appreciate your discretion. You're just starting the show. I mean, it's cool that you're doing the podcast with it. That's a great idea. But this this is like right up your alley. I can't believe it's taking me so long to get on, get on the train. Well, I tried. Like I said, in 2015, I gave it a shot. That first episode really did a, did a number on me. That's hilarious. It's not even scary. I, 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 did, I do remember that you hate scary movies, though. I don't like scary movies. I don't get you to go see scary movies with me, and you never would. No. Um, the only way to do it, and this worked in college one time, we, we had a snow day. So, of course, we all had a snow day drunk day. And <laughs> we drank probably way more than we should have. And so... Logan, my friend Logan, who uh, runs the C-List, he uh, loves scary movies, and he convinced me, he, he asked me to go with him to see a scary movie while I was quite inebriated, and he said that if I didn't go with him, I'd be a bad friend, and I felt so sad about it that I said, okay, which I don't remember any of this until the next day when he said, when he came to pick me up, he goes, are you ready? I was like, for what? He goes, we're going to go see, like, a house on Haunted Hill or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Nice. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I'm not doing that. And he goes, you said that you said that you'd go, and you said that if uh, I refused the next day, that I just had to remind you that you're a good friend. I'm like, God, dude, that sucks. And that was the worst two hours ever. <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't call this show scary at all, but that's just me. It's okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see what these these white walkers or whatever they're called from beyond yeah. beyond the wall. They seem scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people have said like when I've sent this uh, link out to a couple of friends, they're like, "Game of Thrones is so old. Like that's tired. Do something different." I'm like, "I this is different for me, stupid." It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am doing something different. So I will say that it never gets old. I've I've watched this series. Probably five times. Killer. And it took it took a while to get Carl into it, but I would always have. I just kept replaying the first episode over and over for like a month, and she asked questions while she was doing stuff. And then finally, I said, "I'm not going to tell you anything else. You got to sit down and watch it." So then I got to watch it all again. <laughs> now, th- does Carla like Danny? Because I sent a Snapchat of Danny uh, eating this horse heart, and I said, I, "This can't be good for baby." inside and donald's wife liz wrote back in all caps you don't mess with the dragon mother or something like that like just stood her ground like really like like defended danny and the sentiment between uh some other women was like don't don't talk shit about danny does carla feel the same i can't recall whether she thought she was awesome or not honestly i I think she likes her but i think that we're right where carla might fall more in line with cersei Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to ask her after this. Yeah, 
I, I feel bad comparing Carla to Cersei because Carla's like one of the more kind people, but she doesn't take no shit either. Yeah, she's like a kind version of it, but she's also sinister, you know, puppet mixer in the background, just <laughs> sneaky. Let's see. So then, yeah, Viserys tries to steal the eggs, but then, but then this Jorah guy who Zan just informed me that like he is a, like this was again something I was said in episode five that I missed that went over my head, and he explained that Jorah's a spy. He's like he's there spying on them. That's how he's. That's how. Winterfell or King's Landing is getting the information that she's pregnant and that it's a boy is that Jorah's passing that and they said you're gonna trust that guy after what he did and like yeah he's he's our ears but he looks to be but is this one of those spies where it's like he you know you go to spy on somebody but then you become you know you you follow them around enough that you become on their side because he he really stuck out like he told Viserys to eat a dick basically like you can leave without the eggs, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think they're spot on that uh, he went to spy because he wanted to go home. But once he got there and spent some time with her, he realized that she was pretty legit and um, he thought that she was a good leader and that she might do good things. So you can kind of see it in his eyes that he's starting to turn towards that way. Right. Again, another Carla quote from when he was trying to steal the eggs, Carla drunkenly said about the series is that He's too weak for this world. Very intensely. <laughs> was like, wow, alright. You're right, you're right. But also kind of terrifying at the same time. Right. He's too weak. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's more of a Cersei. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was good. And that's the scene. I, I, I think he talks about using the eggs there to, to buy an army to get over. Yep. Uh, definitely glad, obviously, that Jorah stopped him. And Jorah's a good dude. I think that he made some mistakes when he was younger and got exiled, but he's a good soldier, good guy. Yeah, seems like a good dude. We all can say the stupid... We opened this episode about the stupid stuff we did in high school. Oh, yeah, for sure. So yeah. Yeah. Back then, telling people with slaves might have been something we did, but I, I, it's hard to, hard, to, hard to stomach, I guess. And do you know who his father is? Jorah? Uh, is his father the guy... Someone told me, but... They're all running together. Is he at the? Is he at the watch? Is he a guy at the watch? Yeah, so he's the leader of the Night's Watch. He's, Got it. He's the dude, the the main guy. His name's slipping my head right now, but so he got sent to the wall because of what Jorah did. Oh damn. Yeah. Then how great is Tyrion just trolling mm. Lysa? For yeah. All the I mean, all of his sins. Yeah, and I wrote down a lot of them. Let's hear him, buddy. Uh, well, the first one was when he was seven, and I, I think that he stole... I, I couldn't read my writing on this one, um, but... Were, were you drinking some whiskey? <laughs> he stole the, uh, I think, a slave girl's clothes when she was in the river or something. Yeah. And she had to run naked, and he can still see her tits bouncing in his head. <laughs> right. He jerked off into some stew. Right. He melted the mill, flogged my one-eyed snake, skinned my sausage, and my favorite is... Made the bald man cry. I've never heard that one before. Made the bald man cry. Yeah, a lot of euphemisms he's throwing out there. <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, Tyrion from episode one was always my favorite character. This, so he's your favorite character of all of them? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. That's cool. Zan predicted that, because I said how much I like Tyrion, but he said that Bronn is going to be a character that I, uh, is going to be one of my favorites, which I thought was interesting. Bronn, the champion for Tyrion. Yeah, exactly, which I also wrote down into Bronn, which is 
again, one of my favorite characters, and those two uh, playing off each other is really, really good. That's like the best duo of the of the show, I would say. That's cool. I like when I love when she said, "You fought without honor." He goes, "Yeah," but he did. Like, yeah, the guy. Which again goes back to Ned fighting with honor is like, like this is a foreshadowing event of that we've been. I hate to even say it. Ned's gonna bite the bullet, isn't he? Oh my god. Yeah, it could be so nice. Yeah, I think uh, that's like the perfect introdu- real introduction for Ron to see what kind of guy he is and just hilarious and he doesn't give a shit. All he cares about is money, girls, and drinking and it's good stuff. He's he is awesome and that was a perfect showing of it when he was basically avoiding the fight, waiting for the right time. <laughs> right. Wasn't actually fighting like he should. Right. And Wasn't fight letting the guy get tired. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes of the entire series. You didn't fight with honor. Nope, but he did. Yeah. Right after he came out the moon door. Yeah. Oh, but he did. Yeah, that made me laugh hard the first time. Every time, actually. Well, the twice I've watched it. Yeah. What, what do you think of uh, Caitlin's sister? Lisa? Little Robin. <laughs> little sweet Robin. Sweet Robin. Dude, they're crazy. <laughs> you psychopaths. One of the most disgusting characters I've ever seen. Yeah, let's do a little, uh, let's do a little, uh, breastfeeding with, uh, your eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I want to see the bad man fly. I want to see the bad man fly. Yeah, this kid is demented. Yeah. Also, he's just, also, is it over? Like, dude, are you, like, what is wrong with you? Yes, it's over. Yeah, you can see the man get stabbed through his chest and kicked out a door. It's, it's over. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, it's been pretty terrible. I'm I'm really Um, wondering what their roles are going to play as this goes on. Like, uh, because Caitlin's not, or Catelyn or whatever, is not dumb. She's very smart. But her sister's clearly out to lunch. So what, how's that? That's going to be interesting. I'm interested about what that's going to be. Her sister's lost her marbles, but she was trying to take advantage of the situation with Tyrion. Toodles, you've lost your marbles. Did you notice uh, how scared everybody got when he said he called his brother Jamie as a champion? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jamie's Jamie's known. Yeah, Jamie, I mean, he killed the Mad King, and you saw him him get down with uh, Ned, and Ned was holding his own. You know, I would really, I talked about with Zan, would really like to know what would have happened in that fight if that other person didn't jump in there. I I think Jamie would have easily ended it. Easily? He wasn't, they were fighting... He's also old. Um, but yeah, Jamie is, I, I mean, at that time, he was supposed to be the, the best swordsman. And I think that, I think Ned would have got taken down for sure. Probably. When the dude stabbed him and he smacked him because he was pissed off he couldn't finish him off. For sure. Actually, something I did write down, it's kind of tough because it might give some stuff away. You've got to wait till you watch the series on it, but... There's been a lot of people that did some editing to Game of Thrones and changed the sword fights and the lightsaber fights. Oh. It's <laughs> epic. Dang it. But I gotta wait, huh? Yeah, I should probably wait. Wait, I was looking at it before I got on to see if there was any that you would have been able to see so far, but no, like the best one was like season six. And then there's some season seven ones too, but something to look forward to. Lightsaber Game of Thrones. Yeah, this will be good for... Uh... For the people out there who are listening that don't know about that, but have watched Game of Thrones, they can quickly go YouTube Game of Thrones yeah. sword fights with Star Wars lightsabers. It's real good stuff. 
Uh, the internet is the all-time champion, undefeated. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. I love the internet. It's great. Yeah. I think that's what's wrong with the world. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's too much of it is a problem too, for sure. Uh, another podcast called the Last Podcast on the Left. Have you ever heard that? No. But the guy actually said that uh, that's what he thinks is wrong with the world. We're not supposed to be able to see the news from all over the world in real time. Just to see our local issues, what what's going on? But since we're seeing everything, it's an overload to the senses, and it's just ending everybody up. I would have to fully agree that like too, yeah. it's not just too much information; it's just how quickly it can come. And then if you don't trust where it's coming from, no matter no matter where you're getting your source from, it's just yeah, it, there's too much going on. But it but that's not changing. So no, it's just gonna get worse. It's just gonna get. That's comforting. Just like it's this. Like a hole. We're talking Game of Thrones. Sorry. Oh my gosh! But it, but it goes. But that it still ties into like, you know, things are only gonna get worse in Game of Thrones. You know, like, like I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm predicting Ned's gonna die. I'm predicting that the the king, uh, he's just too fat and old and drunk. Like you know, Cersei's pulling too many strings. Like, there's gonna be all sorts of chaos going on as well. So like it. It's just only going to get worse in the... In, I mean, when I say worse, just chaotic in the... Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It, it, you're exactly right with how it just is complete chaos the entire time. Yeah. Which is what makes it so good. Because sure. like you said the first episode that you've heard, don't get tied to characters, but you can't not because all the actors are great. But then you never... I mean, nobody's safe in this show. Right. And that's... It's so funny you said that. That's exactly what Zan said, even though you haven't got a chance to listen to his he's like he, he almost said word for word yeah don't get tied to characters but that's almost impossible because the characters are so good <laughs> yeah exactly that's that's what the best part of the show is um i think when you were in davis's show you were talking about the um or maybe it was davis talking to who hired all the actors and like how good of a job they did i said that yeah, yeah, and that, that's, I mean, that's spot on. It's so good. Every single actor is amazing on the show and perfect for uh, the parts that they're playing. Yeah, speaking, and then, which we can go right into the actor who's playing Joffrey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he's, he's good at being a slimeball, and Malfoy is a perfect, perfect comparison. Who who do you think would win that, going back to that question that Don and I talked about, Malfoy or, or Joffrey? Honestly, I can't decide. I think Malfoy would, honestly... I don't know, man. I think that it would just be the slap fight that you guys talked about, and nothing would actually happen. Right. It would be the slap fight, and nothing would happen. That's exactly it. Yeah. But again, both of those actors were perfect at playing just a nasty slime ball. Like I said, I don't think that they can play any other roles, because they just played those slime balls for so long. Like, how does anyone see him as anything else? I think I've seen Malfoy in a couple other things. Yeah, but he's a slime ball. No, I... He was in Planet of the Apes as a dickhead. That's true. And then I haven't seen anything else. I think what else I saw him in. But you're, I mean, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. You'll always see them as sniveling little assholes. Exactly right. Who yeah. who run to their daddies. Exactly. Or, or is it their daddy? Well, that's the thing. And now it's like, okay, yeah, so who, so this makes me think is... Jamie Lannister, Joffrey's dad, since they used to got it on, 
there's another son too. Who Jeff Joffrey has a brother, right? Yeah, Tommen. Have we seen him yet? I don't know if I've see, even seen him yet. No, I don't think there's uh He's got a brother and sister. I don't think they've popped up yet, but right. They're... So, do they have golden hair? Those siblings. Both are golden haired. Both golden haired. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I know the strong. The Baratheon seed is strong. Yeah, the seed is strong. The seed, oh, the seed is strong. Oh! The seed is strong. The seed is strong, passing on black hair. Uh, I guess the seed is equally as strong for passing on golden hair, too. The seed is strong! Mark! I think so. (laughs) The seed is strong. That's what that means. I think, anyway. Okay. That's a good scene where after Sansa gets that necklace and she goes to her dad and she's so excited after and he wants them to leave, right? Well, I'm going to give him golden hair babies and him then clicking his head and going to that book and looking at it. That's a good, good scene. I didn't even think twice about that. I want to give him golden haired babies. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Sansa, you're an idiot. I was just thinking about how dumb she was. I wasn't thinking of the subplot. Yeah, Sansa's pretty rough at this point. Oh, I hope she gets better. Arya's so cool. Maybe Arya can give her some lessons. <laughs> yeah. Arya's a shit, for sure. And then, Mark, we gotta finish off talking about, like, this golden crown. Okay. What a brutal way to go. Yeah, man. Like, Aquaman doesn't F around. Dude, Khal Drogo's a man. He, he is. He was, he's up there with Tyrion as my favorite characters of the show. He's so good. Yeah, he is just brutal. The ladies like him too. You know, something for the ladies to look at. Get it. I definitely get that. I get it too. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like looking in the mirror for me, but I mean, he's a little tanner and taller. Otherwise, we're pretty similar. I made that joke already. Now it just seems played. Oh, no. Yeah. Obviously, listen very close to your podcast. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for paying. Glad to have you on, Mark. Glad you, uh, <laughs> glad you're a close subscriber yeah, to the right. show. Yeah, um, yeah. The way that uh, I mean, the way that Danny reacts and really isn't scared. She doesn't give a shit. Well, especially when she when uh, Jorah is like, uh, "You shouldn't see this." She's like, "No, no, no. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna enjoy this. I'm gonna yeah. watch this and enjoy it." I think that's uh, some foreshadowing. You should remember. Oh yeah. How her attitude is changing towards things like that. I mean, she starts off kind of like a weak little girl at the beginning, and it's just getting stronger and stronger, and kind of more and more ruthless. Yes. Basically, the episode, right? Epi- yeah. Every episode, she's more like almost too fast, to be honest. Like her, almost like unbelievable. Like that mm-hmm. someone could grow, could change that much. But I'm gonna suspend the belief because it's fun. But you know what I mean? Like it, it's only been a short little time that that she went from like this person who was not sure that what she wanted to do to this ruthless, no, I'm going to watch my brother. She might have thought that he wasn't going to burn, right? No, I think she you, she, she, knew. she knew. And the way he the way he treated her, maybe it's not such a stretch to think that she changed him lot. Like, no, I don't need this guy. I have I have Cal Drogo. I'm carrying his baby. And this baby is going to mount the world. Yeah, but even still, if you hate your sibling, it doesn't mean you're just okay with watching uh, melted gold get poured on top of his head. This it's guy, great. this guy told her, "I would let forty thousand 
men rape you if that meant I got my army. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's a pretty dick move. Yeah. I think she was like, you know what? Now you're the one getting raped. With gold. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, good foreshadowing for her attitude changing. Um, getting more ruthless. Just call Drogo, man. He's the man. That's one of the best scenes in the series. Absolutely. Even more so, like, just the cherry on top was when he fell over and you heard the head hit the ground, like, clink. Like, oh. Like, jeez. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Well, this episode was a lot to unpack. There was so much happening. Do you have anything other, like, quotes that you wrote down or any questions for me? Um, I don't think so. I think we covered most of it. Let me see here. I mean, I think this is when things really start to turn even more intense. Oh, um, for a, sure. And it's not even filler episodes. I think you talked about this, too. There's not filler episodes. There's so much information coming in in these episodes that they need to have ones where people aren't getting killed and there's fighting the whole time. Again, it's so funny you say that just because you haven't listened to Zan, because Zan, again, said, like, pe- people think of the show with a lot of the fighting and whatnot, but he goes, what I like about the show is that really it's just about characters in rooms talking. That's what the show is. Yeah, no, for sure. I completely agree with that. Um, I guess one thing, uh, one other thing I've written down, Nan naming Tywin an enemy of the crown. Right. That's a pretty, pretty intense move. What do you think about that? It's very intense. Again, only leading up to eventually, like, Ned's going to get it because, A, we've talked about the honorable thing, but now he's going to he's gonna name a Lannister uh, an enemy to the crown. Like, he's just asking for it. And these Lannisters have proven to be manipulative and, and ruthless themselves, and he already got attacked by Jamie. So, so yeah, that's... do we? I'm assuming we, I get to meet this guy, and hopefully this Tywin fella. Yeah, he's uh, another really good character, actually. Great, great casting there, too. He's perfect. Well, there we go. More to look forward to. I guess i got to get started on episode 7. Yeah, buddy. To the maybe 25 listeners I have now? (laughs) Oh, you up to 25? I don't know. Maybe. I think a lot of people have said, this is great that you're doing it, but as you've even pointed out, you're not even really closely listening. (laughs) That was just me defending myself. I really am listening. I, I felt attacked, so I had to turn it around on you. Yeah, Davis felt attacked a lot. He said he said that I threw him a couple curveballs he wasn't ready for. <laughs> I think that was the only one I got. I think we were good. I I I need to learn how to edit. There's in Davis's episode when he is um when he's going on his little eight or ten minute rant about music and about composers and uh, and I throw in there that little jab about Randy Newman and there's just the pause and he goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, is this guy really serious right now? Did he know who he was right off the bat, or was he just so offended that you... He was so offended that I threw Randy Newman's name in with that composer list, because Randy Newman writes, like, pop music type, you know, in comparative to the, like, the... He knew exactly who Randy Newman was. He was so annoyed, and he just was <laughs> gathering all his strength, and it just comes out and... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. He's so bad. Yeah, I couldn't tell if he didn't know who you were talking about, or he, like you're saying, he was just so offended and pissed that you would compare him to all these people he was talking about. He was. That's why I did it because I knew it would bother him. All right, well, uh, that's gonna do it for this one. We uh, we had a good one. I'm looking forward to my next viewing. Um, and Mark, will you be back on this show? Do you think? 
I mean, that's up to you, I guess. If you uh, like like what you heard, I suppose I'll come back. I like what I heard. I guess we're going to let viewers. We're going to see how the viewers take it. All, all five of them let us know. Yeah. I guess maybe Sorry. not maybe not viewers, but the listeners, I guess I should say. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. This has been another installment of Bakker getting thrown in. <laughs>